Welcome to the Mindset Evolution Podcast, powered by Self Recoding, world class consulting and coaching services that you can access at selfrecoding.com. Self Recoding is a unique blend of neuro healing modalities that will empower you to reach your full potential. Join thousands of others who have experienced rapid results in their journey of personal growth. Now enjoy our show where we bring you tools for a powerful mind with your hosts, Cassie Tate and Daisy Pup. And hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of Bold and Blonde Mindset Evolution, the podcast that gives you tools for a powerful mind. I'm your host, Kathy Tate from Australia. With me, as always, Daisy Pat from America. Hi, Daisy. Hello, my dear friend. Hello, dear Kathy, my absolutely number one favorite podcast partner I could have ever asked for. And I'm so excited what's up your sleeves. And I wonder, how are you doing in Tomorrowland from my point of view? Tomorrowland is wonderful. It is spring. It is beautiful weather. Up my sleeve today, we're going to talk about romantic behavior, Daisy. I like that. Yes. And I wonder who wishes to have a little more of it. And who is really sick and tired of too much romantic behavior? Mm. <laughs> <laughs> now, just in going through my notes a few weeks ago when we were doing another episode, we actually wrote down, I wrote down a couple of stats that you had mentioned. And I think that they probably fit in well here. Whereas 55% of our communication is body language, mm -hmm. 38% is tonality, and only 7% is words. Now, I think that those percentages are super interesting when it comes to romantic behavior, aren't they? Yes, because the question now is, how much do you consider behavior and you'd express if you'd ask someone, what is behavior? I think the majority of humans would not come across meaning words or how you speak, maybe how you say something, but not what you say. But I'd like to differ here a little bit because the female brain owners or those brain owners who have a more feminine architecture, they really like to hear what is there. They like to hear what someone else might be feeling because they are capable of putting their vision and their illusion and their fantasy around that. Now, the masculine or the more masculine brain owners, they are rather visual animals when we talk about mammals and the Homo sapiens species somewhat relating to that. Yes, is it important that I tell you I love you? Yes, maybe yes. Nevertheless, if I tell you, let's say five times, ten times, 50 times a day, I love you and behave quite the opposite way, then the question is, which will you believe? My words or my behavior? And then we circle back, back. Actions speak louder than words. Yeah, absolutely. And there's a reason that's a time old <laughs> cliche. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I think this is an interesting topic and I think that romantic behavior is quite special and in my opinion, it shows somebody's effort mm -hmm. within a relationship. Yes, I can see that. 
I can see that. I had a wonderful conversation with a young man and his wife earlier today, which interestingly fits this topic today. And they were reporting that romantic behavior is quite important for them. She gets all the butterflies. And when I asked him, so how important is romantic behavior to you and how do you express it? And he says, well, it is just like doing things that make her fall in love with me a little more. I think this is the perfect recipe. So thank you, Carlos. Thank you, dear Elia, for bringing this knowledge and wisdom to my house. That is so sweet, isn't it? Absolutely, yes. And he meant it. Now, I asked him also, what does he do as a masculine brain owner or a human owning a brain that is more masculine architectured? I asked him, what do you do when you put all in and she's not into what you all put in? And he shares with me that he just watched a video somewhere hmm, where there was an example that one young gentleman really put all the efforts in to bring the lady of his desire, potential partner. He brought her to a chain restaurant and she was so upset and she said, I deserve better than that. Well, so now what are you doing then? So again, romantic behavior is just an important and essential part when it comes to courting or when it comes to continuously showing our partners that we care for them and that we do not take them for granted. So doing something special and speaking in a special way or taking them to a special place, I think it is really about, okay, what's your standard? Your art of standing. When I say I deserve better um, based on what? Question mark. Pause. <laughs> and why do you believe that you deserve better? And why is a chain restaurant, we have here in the US, fabulous chain restaurants, by the way, very exclusive and very high quality food. And why does it mean to you that aha, a chain restaurant is less romantic than when you take me out to something that's not belonging to a chain? I just wonder where the brainwash starts and how do we exit? Yeah, I think that's very interesting because I will admit that I believe that romantic behavior is different for everybody. Mm -hmm. Some people are going to like, others would not like them. Mm -hmm. uh, and that's very obvious because we're all so different. And I think that different personalities probably like different things. Like one person, word um, expression might be super important to them, whereas another person, it might be somebody doing something mm -hmm. for them or somebody else that might be a gift mm -hmm. of something. And so we all are so different. I think this is where it's really important to get to know your partner and to communicate with them about what their needs and desires are mm. so that you're not hitting the wrong ball, so to speak. <laughs> I think that's a good point. I say that it is maybe a good idea to stop projecting. What would make me so happy? For example, I heard of someone who'd put 
rose petals on the beach, which I find beautiful because I was just envisioning my beach here at the end of the yard being filled and being covered in rose petals, different colors and so nice and maybe some nice bottle of something that is to my liking. Nevertheless, maybe some people do not like the beach. Or if I really like that, and now I'm projecting it on you, Kathy, and maybe you do not like sand around you. Maybe you do not like the sunshine, neither the sunset nor the sunrise, nor anything beachy. Then the greatest effort that I'm taking is going to not result in what I was looking for, pinging in you so that you could resonate to. So I think it is really about the inquiry. What is it that you like? What is it that you're allergic to? What is it that you favor? What is it that you frequent? What is it that you consider very special? And I think when humans start saying what they mean and meaning what they say, then the mystery is going to be lifted and it will be so much easier to please someone when that's what you would like to do. And it is so much easier to be pleased. So true. And I like your point about projecting. And I need to bring up here that I think that this is very common and very normal that we would automatically do what it is we would want. And so we have to get away from that thinking mm. and then go, well, just because we're in love and we're a partnership doesn't automatically mean that my partner likes exactly what I like. Absolutely. And in fact, that would probably be fairly rare <laughs> because we are so different. And so, yeah, I think it's super important that we find out what it is that makes the partner tick and not just do what we would want. So, yeah, a common pitfall to look out for there, I think, and something that uh, is not certainly not limited to this facet of life either mm. because I think that we project our own desires onto other people quite a lot of the time, maybe without even realising yes. that we're doing that. And so bringing awareness to that is super important. Mm. So I know that earlier in the episode you mentioned that the feminine brain likes to hear and the masculine brain likes to see. And I find that very interesting. And I think that really resonates with me because I know that I love to hear my partner's voice saying nice things, romantic things, sexy things. And I have also noticed that my male partners have been more into visuals, let's say, than hearing me say anything. And so often, and I think this is probably pretty common across people, the man would like the light on and the woman's like, no, turn the light off. And the man's but I want to see you. And that I'm shy. <laughs> Let me tell you, ladies out there, that men are not hung up on our bits and pieces like we are. Men just want to see you naked or near naked. <laughs> That's their thing. They don't <laughs> mind where the lumps and bumps are. They're very generous like that. They just love the female form and that speaks to them being very visual, whereas the female, I think, is more auditory and can be quite shy around visuals. Would you agree with that, Daisy? 
I keep my thoughts to myself in this episode. Nevertheless, between you and I, I think you're quite spot on. <laughs> well, that's good. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, I'd like to turn a little bit the flashlight back to projection and how then I see a lot of double standards. So I've seen and heard feminine brain owners requesting and requiring specific romantic behavior from their potential partners or so-called potential human of desire. And then what happens is, yes, I'd like them to get me the chocolate. If he's not bringing me the chocolate, I'm not going out for dinner. Really? What are you doing? And what are you bringing to the table? So he takes you out for dinner. I've heard male of our species saying and actually reporting to me, Daisy, can you imagine? She bought chocolate for me. That man, he was just beyond. He couldn't imagine that he received chocolate for a date. Another man even admitted that he received flowers. And he said, Daisy, I don't know what to say. These gender politeness and do's and don'ts, I think, It is really about, okay, so what am I bringing to the table? What is it that I can afford? What is it that I can do? Maybe I can pick up a stone that I feel has a nice shape and color on my way towards the date. And I pick it up. Look, I brought you this little pebble. If both partners start bringing to the table what they're capable of, and let's say I have a big wallet and I can buy you, the let's say, two dozens of roses, then let me do that. But that doesn't mean that I'm expecting you to buy something equally important or as, let's say, a monetary value added to it. The thoughtfulness. Let's inspire the thoughtfulness. And look, when I come into our episodes, when we meet for recording, and I show you this little cute ABC thingy that I'm having in my hands, I'm just making this up. And it was thoughtful. And my intention me being in tension because I'm so excited showing you. Now, I can still remain excited even when it doesn't arrive at your end and you do not join in the excitement. Only because you're not so excited about it and not so happy and pleased. Why does it need to narrow my excitement and my joy? Why? Well, I think that's an interesting question, but I think that the answer is probably to do with expectations. Uh Aha. (laughs) Yes. I have some great students nowadays. I call them students because they are learning some self-recoding and they're acquiring more and more about it. And some of them are just brilliant because they heard it once expectations are the highway to disappointment. And then in a workshop, for example, they just throw it out there and poof, it sits. Wow, amazing. (laughs) I agree with you. Yes. So stop expecting, stop wishing for something to all the mind readers out there that do not exist in such a quantity as you wished. And then we are going back to our episode, Admit What You Want, 
and stop being a puzzle. That's a good episode title, by the way. It just crossed yeah. my mind. <laughs> Maybe an inspiration, Kathy? Yeah, I think you're onto something there. And I think that if you're in a circumstance where perhaps you have gifted something and it hasn't been met the same enthusiasm that you foresaw, that's actually a signal that you need to perhaps find out more about what that person wants because mm. it's clear that there's a mismatch in what you thought they might have liked mm. as to what you've actually produced and it may have been more your thing than their thing. Mm. And so I think that's a really great point. We should stop expecting other people to think the way we do, to act the way we do, to like the things we mm -hmm. like because we're all very individual. Mm -hmm. And in love and in a relationship or not doesn't actually make any difference because whether you're in a relationship or not doesn't mean that you're the same. Mm -hmm. And very rarely is that the case, opposites attract and all that. So, yeah, <laughs> curiosity. Let's bring mm -hmm. curiosity back to the table. Yes. And ask those questions of your partner. What is it that they really like? What is it that gets their motor running? Mm -hmm. What kind of sounds do you think your partner might like? Is it beautiful music? Is it your sexy voice? Is it something else? Who knows? What is it? Only you can find that out with your questions and queries and mm. investigation into their likes and dislikes. And I think even that, even the act of doing that is romantic. Yes. Caring enough to find out what your partner really likes, that is super romantic in my eyes. I think so too. So I think that romantic behavior is very much connected to thoughtfulness, empathy, compassion, inquiry, going and have a look from their point of view instead of projecting from my point of view. I know of this lady, she took her husband, poor dear, she took her husband all around the globe traveling. First class, nothing wrong about it. Why would anyone want to actually protest? He hated traveling. He wanted to be at home. And she thought this was the most romantic thing that she could do for the anniversary, for other commercial holidays and celebrations that are put upon humans here and there. And he was just unhappy. And she came back and she was so devastated because he is ungrateful. No, you gave him something that you thought he would like based on your liking You never asked him. Maybe he would have been happy if you'd sent him up to Canada fishing for salmon for a week and he would be the happiest husband in the universe to come back home and he would have carried you for the rest of his life or the rest of this year or the rest of this month or the rest of this week on his palms, yeah, gratefully and graciously. <laughs> and she put this poor thing into a plane first class and traveled him around the world. So ask questions. Dear listeners, ask yeah. questions. It's totally okay not to pretend I know it all. No, I'm a data collector. I'm a data collector and I have a very nice archive. And then I can increase my memory 
because then I can remember that you do not like white chocolate. I am the one liking white chocolate. I'm just making this up. And But you do like dark cherries and I like, let's say, mushrooms. Or you like strawberries and I like plums. Or you like pineapple and I like bananas. By the case, I don't like bananas. Nevertheless, so find out, ask questions instead. And then, oh my goodness, romance can grow. Yeah, I have a similar little story of travel. My <laughs> sister actually really loves to travel and her partner, I'm not sure that he cares either here nor there, but if there are motorbike races, he is in. Uh-huh. And so she has trailed them around the world, <laughs> dropping into all these motorbike races on their way. She's like, he'll go wherever I want as long as it's a motorbike race. There you go. Smart. All all through Europe, just following the races. So she gets the holiday she wants and he gets to see the races he wants. And so they're both happy. Fabulous. And I think that's a lovely compromise. And that is only possible because she knows that's something that he loves and that he's made it clear to her that he will do it if that is involved. Mm. Otherwise, no. I think it's an interesting compromise. Very good. I'm not certain if I'd call it a compromise. Maybe it is a, how you call it, complementing one another instead of compromise. I don't know, but I really admire that they're doing it. Now, the next thing is that listen to what the likes are of the other. Because first of all, they most likely feel heard. They most likely feel better understood. And take it seriously and stop trying to convince people that motorcycle races are the best thing in the world because I'm not sure if you can drag me there. Why? Because I have very sensitive ears and I would most likely be there with the earplugs in <laughs> to try to prevent myself from hurting my ears. But wow, let's talk about horse racing. Mm, I may be in because I like the sound of horses galloping. I'm not into the horse race industry. Nevertheless, it exists and Horse races would excite me much more than a motorcycle race. Although both have something in common. It's the horsepower. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, so I think this has been a really great conversation and I hope that it inspires our listeners to think more about their relationships and whether they are putting any effort into romantic behavior and whether that effort is paying off or whether it is being nullified because you haven't actually found out what your partner really like. So time for some self-analysis once again, time for some curiosity around your partner and also time to say what you mean. And mean what you say. And mean what you say. (laughs) Chorus. Chorus in bald and blonde. Yes. (laughs) That's it from us today. We'd love to hear from you guys and let us know whether you have romantic behavior in your relationship and how it's going for you. You can contact us at baldandblonde.live. We have a contact page right there for you guys to use. While you're there, please support us. It helps us stay on air. And on that note, a big shout out to selfrecoding.com. That's where you can go to work with Daisy one-on-one or engage her to help your corporation with some workshops. 
If you have got results from any of our episodes, you know that Daisy is worth her weight in gold. And that's it from us. We are bald and blonde. Mindset Evolution. Talk to you next time. Thank you for listening in to the Bald and Blonde Mindset Evolution podcast. Please share our show with your family and friends. Together, we make this world a better place for you, for us, for future generations. When you need consulting or coaching, visit selfrecoding.com. Also, please remember to rate us five stars and leave a review and support us at baldandblonde.live. Talk to you soon.